We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This one is cooked, glazed, and ready to be sliced. As Atlanta goes up three games to one, Trey Young with 27-9. Bogdanovich checking a lot of boxes with 12 points, six assists, eight rebounds. They really are true to Atlanta. Okay. Well, that was fun. Um, got a 113-96 final. Knicks drop game four. Now down 3-1 in the series after a game that was um, – It was a strange game. Um, you know, obviously very frustrating. Uh, I, I will have some overall thoughts in a second. What I will say is I don't think I don't think this final score was necessarily indicative of how they played. Um, and I mean that from purely from the perspective of I thought this is offensively, I thought this is the closest that we've seen them play to the type of basketball that they've played over the latter half of the year uh, for a full game. Defensively, they were sloppy as shit. Um, Slacker Hero with the first comment, Super Chat, pain. Yes, yeah, slap pain today. Um, a couple things before my overall thoughts on the game. One, I don't know what takes there are going to be on the Julius Randle flagrant foul. I'm really, really happy he did it. Um, I thought the refereeing today was not the reason they lost, uh, but I thought it was bad. And I thought um, the refs in general, the series have been horrible as they have been all year. I'm happy he got the flagrant there. Um, two, I don't think the series is over. Um, I was I was positive after the game on um, when's the last game they played Friday. I was positive after the game on Friday. I, I, I maybe famous last words if they if they lose on uh, Wednesday and they this series ends in five, but I'm not I'm not I'm not down yet. I don't think this one's over. Um, I saw some. You look, uh, this was a nine point eight point game. Excuse me. Um, midway through the third quarter, with five fifteen left, this was an eight point game. Um, excuse me, a seven point game with with uh, under six minutes left in the third quarter, um, and then the game got away from them. Obviously. Uh, I also think it's important to note, for what it's worth, again, the three-point shooting, the Knicks shot 9 of 29 from three, the Hawks shot 15 of 39 from three. So it's a difference of six made threes, 18 points. The final score was 17 points. Um, Maybe that's oversimplistic, but I really did think this was a game that was, for the most part, Evenly played with one team hitting more of its threes and the other team um, not hitting more of its threes. And more particularly, I thought Atlanta, and this is cannot be denied, uh, for the 
every well every game except game two made every big shot when they had to make every big shot whereas new york missed every big shot when they needed to make every big shot obviously new york's uh best players are still struggling julius randall was seven for 19 i'm gonna talk more about him in a bit rj barrett was eight of 15 i thought he found some stuff i thought julius found some stuff as well but overall those were not the types of games that you needed uh from those guys i did not i am not blaming this loss on either of them um, to me, this loss comes down to Reggie Bullock, 0 of 3 from deep. Emmanuel quickly, 0 of 2 from deep, 0 of 3 overall. Reggie Bullock was over 0 of 4 overall. Um, and Alec Burks, I thought, really did not play a good game. I thought when he handled the ball, he missed some open men. In addition to that, he was 2 of 6 from 3, 4 of 12 overall. Um, I think if you have watched this team closely all year, you have seen that for when they win – one of those three guys, if not multiple of, of those three guys, um, you know, go off in a big way. And they have gotten nothing uh, from any of them, with the exception of a few Reggie Bullock threes in game two. And obviously Alec Burks had the very big game one. Um, Derek Rose, I thought, maybe ran out of a little gas. I can't very well blame him for having a quiet second half because if it wasn't for him yet again in the first half, they would not have been in this game. As far as the defense, uh, that's if you want to point to another reason that they lost the game other than um, the fact that they just could not hit a big three to save their life, um, I think they were sloppy on D. I cannot remember a game where we had so many blow-bys, so many blow-bys, where guys would just jump in, in the air, swatting, and then leaving you know whoever the shooter is to take either a wide-open three under the basket or wide open, or sorry, wide open shot under the basket, or wide open three behind the arc. That is not Knicks basketball. Um, and I, I thought it was uh, arguably, no, not arguably, it was easily their sloppiest defensive performance of the the playoffs. And I thought one of their sloppier defensive performances of the year. Um, that said, they gave up 113 points. You could win a game giving up 113 points, but not when you're playing a team that's better than you and more talented than you. Um, the Hawks were always going to be the more talented team in this series. Uh, the only question was whether they were going to be the better team in the series. They had been the better team in the series um, because the Knicks uh, have not let their or allowed their toughness to translate into the things that their toughness have tra- has translated into all year. Uh, we'll see if it lasts on Wednesday. Again, I'm still hopeful. I saw some good things tonight um, or today, it's 3.30 in the afternoon. Um I think that's my overall thoughts on the game. If you're looking for someone to rant and rave and, uh, you know, the Knicks lay down and their failures and they're awful and this team is frauds and this, like, again, go to a different live stream. Um, I'm still very proud of the team. I think what we saw today doesn't diminish anything that they've accomplished this year. Um, Again, sloppiness is different than, you know, embarrassing or something like I wasn't embarrassed to watch the team that played today. Maybe you were. And if you were, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe we have different standards. Um, I didn't think this was embarrassing. The score was embarrassing. And again, it was sloppy and they miss a lot of open shots and they miss some easy shots. And Julius Randall cannot buy one around the rim to the, the likes of which I think I've, I couldn't have imagined before this series started. Um, but I don't think they gave, they went out there and gave an embarrassing effort tonight. I thought they just got their ass kicked. And while that may seem like picking nits, um, I do think there is a difference. All right, let's get to some Super Chat stuff. Duran Visual Variant. If we lose this series, I put the last on Tibbs more than Randall. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. I, I, t- has Tibbs, Tibbs coached a great series? No, he hasn't. Is he the one, you know, missing the threes and, and allowing, you know, the threes with, with the sloppy defense that we saw today? No, he's not. Uh, he was outcoached. Only adjustment he made was starting Rose. Never tried to expose Trey on D. He's trying to expose Trey on D. It's just not in very obvious ways because, again, for him to expose Trey on D, he needs to switch up the personnel. They don't have that personnel. They don't have wings to do that. Uh, that's not like you saw him quickly, Burks, Reggie Bullock. None of these guys are doing a blessed thing off the dribble. None of them. That's why <laughs> – that's why Reggie Bullock is, you know, a guy who's seen however many teams he's seen over his career. Alec Burks was available for $6 million. Emmanuel quickly was available with 25th pick in the draft. At some point, it comes down to personnel. You cannot outcoach your personnel. Um, I understand that that's frustrating to accept, 
Um, and I'm not saying he, he hasn't maybe there, there's not more on meat on the bone, but to say that, you know, Tibbs has lost this series, that's, you know, the, the team that was picked to win 21 and a half games lost the series um, because their personnel is what it is. And in a playoff series, at some point, you need to rely on people to do special things. And guess what? The reason the Hawks are winning this series 3-1 to one is because they have a player who can do really special things in Trey Young, and the Knicks don't have that player. Um, anyway, uh, do, do, do. Dom Cornelius, adjustments aside, we have to make shots. Yes, we do. The difference between uh, Bullock and Bogey shooting is a big reason for the loss. Massive difference. Absolutely massive difference. What was Bogey today from three? Four of nine from three. He took nine. He made four. Bullock took three, made zero. Difference in the game. Big, you want to talk about a personnel difference in the game, there's your personnel difference. And that's why one guy got paid uh, four years, $72 million. And the other guy, you know, he'll get a, little, a couple of bucks a season. He'll, he'll get, you know, two years, 15 or whatever. But uh, there's a there's a reason why Reggie Bullock is, is Reggie Bullock and Bogdan Bogdanovich is Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, Jeremy E. Thanks for everything you do. Anytime. Although I'm not sure anybody's going to like me by the time I get done today. Uh, nice to see RJ bounce back. I thought that was huge. I thought he found some stuff. I thought, um, I think moving forward, we're going to see a better version of RJ, which is why one of the reasons I remain hopeful in this series. I'm not giving up. Me neither. Reggie needed to sit today, though. Yeah, if, if, if you want to criticize quickly, or yeah, Freudian slip, if you want to criticize um, Tibbs for something today, the thing I'll criticize him for is I think he could have sat Reggie more and earlier um, that said, who do you bring in? Because if you're, you're telling me you're going to bring it quickly, we have not seen Emmanuel quickly do anything this series. Um, he's done nothing. Uh, you want to tell me, what do you want to tell me? You bring in Frank, you know, I mean, all due respect, all due respect. Um, I just, th th you know, you can look down the bench all you want. I don't know if the answer is going to be there. Um, Jaden, Sammy. I love you, Mac, but it's time to give Randall blame for a majority of these losses. Yeah, you can blame Randall. That's fine. I mean, Randall, listen, the, this series started with two, guy, two guys, two all-star caliber players. One all-star caliber player, Julius Randall, is going to make an all-NBA team. Trey Young is not. Trey Young is, come, is coming out of this series looking like a superstar or somewhere between star and superstar. Julius Randall's coming out of this series looking like a guy – who the playoffs were too big for him and the moment was too big for him. And I'm not going to say he's choking, but like, there's no question he's struggling. Absolutely. Listen, if you want to put the losses on Randall, put the losses on Randall. I guess the reason I'm being a little defensive of Randall is because I don't want this to turn into the narrative of, oh, the Knicks, this is fool's gold. Julius Randall was never going to be the player that we thought he was going to be at, at points in time this season. Um, trade him now or, or don't give him anywhere near a max contract. You know, guys, it takes some guys time to get used to the, the playoffs, the atmosphere, the whole thing. Randall's been terrible. Absolutely, he's been a big part of, of, of what's wrong. Um, but at the same time, I thought he, he played well today. He didn't shoot well. Um, I know I sound like Tibbs here, but what do you want me to tell you? Uh, Jeff Espraya, I can't give um, – well, I got to go back up. Sorry. Um, my God, you guys are active in the Super Chat. Thank you so much. Um, I can't give in on such an amazing season yet, but this has been rough. It's been very rough. Today was painful. Definitely not the way I wanted to see a series loss develop. It's been an amazing season regardless. Future is bright as fuck. Uh, love the Obi Toppin minutes today. I know quickly struggled this series. I love the Obi Toppin minutes tonight, today, and I've loved the Obi Toppin minutes throughout the series. I was thrilled to see Tibbs finally go with the small ball, um, small ball five. And I hope he goes to it in game five, and I hope he doesn't wait until the second half until they're down. I hope he goes to it early in game five because it has shown it has shown to me worthy of being played. I know, you know, it's not perfect, but I'd like to see more of it. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, Macri, I love what you do. I'm buttering you up a little bit because I know you're going to hate this take. If we get uh, superstars, do we mark Jackson Tibbs? Nah, not yet. Uh, I love him, but we need to take the next step. Look, Tibbs is a good basketball coach. Is he a great basketball coach? Um Probably not, but how many of those are there? Uh, Steve Kerr was once called a great basketball coach. Um, guys wanted him fired this season. You know, Greg Popovich has been called a great basketball coach. He's been under 500 the last couple of years. Um, Brad Stevens has been called the best basketball. He's been called more valuable than Yannis Antetokounmpo. Half of Boston wants to run him out of town. Um, 
how many truly great coaches are there? Um, you at the end of the day are as good as your personnel. And when you have limited, when you have limited personnel, you're going to look like a worse basketball coach. Um, I don't know where you want to go. I mean, he's been the, the best thing to happen to this franchise in 20 years and you want to run him out of town because a better team is up three, one on you in the playoffs and you lost game one by one possession. I'm not sure about that take, uh, but at least you knew I wasn't going to like that take. So there you go. Stevens Gallame. If we lose the series at the end of the day, we had a successful season. I'm not mad. I mean, I'm mad. I'm frustrated, but I just, I don't know where am I supposed, am I supposed to yell and scream because it, Randall's been shit. I, you know, it's not my nature. I, I get mad when we leave meat on the bone and the only meat on the bone. I feel like we've left that we left today is, is just the blow buys. I mean, the, the jumping pass guys on defense. I just hated to see that as far as like the rotation stuff and like the missing threes and random missing shots, you know, is what it is. Uh, Leon C. Thank you for your contribution. Super chat, my friend, disheartening loss, but this season has taught us to never count this team out. I'm not counting them out. Hoping to see our trademark grit and heart the next game. I think you will – I know I've said this now how many times and I've been wrong. I think you will see a, a better effort, uh, a commensurate effort, and a close game next game. I do not think they're going to blow out Atlanta, but I think they'll be in it. Uh, Jeremy Anselson, I don't expect Tibbs to adjust because he doesn't appear to believe in adjustments. But after four games, making Trey Young defend is still, somehow still not a priority. Again, guys, you, you, there's there's like small stuff they're trying to do it's not working because they just don't have that. They don't have that personnel. They don't like Reggie Bullock does not put the ball on the floor. I know that sucks, but he doesn't put the ball on the floor. Alec Burks today tried to dribble every which way from Sunday. He wasn't going anywhere. Um, Emmanuel quickly, another guy. I know I mentioned it before, but like it's, it's hard to, when you, when you, unless you have, you know, four guys or three or at least three guys you can put on the floor at once who can create problems for the other team by putting the ball on the floor. It's really hard to, to target a guy. And the Knicks just don't have that personnel. They have Rose and they have Randall. That's it. You know, and I guess you could say they have RJ Barrett um, who got going a little bit today, but you know, give, give the Hawks credit. They're doing everything they can, everything they can to um, protect Trey young. And what has it resulted in? It has resulted in open New York Nick threes. And what are the Knicks doing when they get those open threes? They are missing them. Unlike all year, they are missing them. This is the second-best three-point shooting team in the NBA this year, and they are probably, if not the last-place three-point shooting team in the playoffs, they're damn close. It's not a recipe for success, and these are not bad threes. These are open threes. So when you talk about targeting Trey Young, sometimes the, the stuff that happens when you target him does not result in someone backing him down near the basket. Sometimes it results in someone else having an opportunity to do something. It's up to that player to do the thing, and they're not doing the thing. And I get that that's frustrating, but, you know, um, again, it is what it is. Famous last words. Uh, Jason M., Randall was the worst player on defense today. I did not think Randall had a good defensive game. Hey. Um, Daniel Soto, why does Tibbs refuse to see how Trank def defense Trey? Because you're not going to stop Trey Young one-on-one. There's like three guys in the league you could stop Trey Young one-on-one. You know, Matisse Seibel, Drew Holiday, maybe Ben Simmons, although he's a little big for that. Uh, Marcus Smart would give him some issues. You know, Frank's not that level of defender. I know we build him up to be that, but he, that's not Frank. I mean, we saw that at the end of game one. And I don't think he'd – I mean, Reggie Bullock – you know, if we're being honest, Reggie Bullock is, I mean, what is he, a 5% worse defender than than Frank? And I think just Tibbs trusts Reggie Bullock a lot more on offense, and I don't blame him for that. I know Frank has hit whatever he's hit from three this year, but, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think that going five minutes at a time with Frank on the offensive end is the answer. Um, but, again, what do I know? I'm sitting here talking to you. Um, what else we got? Ernst, I think it's okay for us to admit the Hawks are just more talented. I don't think anyone's disputing that uh, than the Knicks are. We're arguably the least talented team in the playoffs. Eh, I don't know about that, but again, they have an identity. The Knicks haven't Morning won. In progress. The Knicks haven't won this season because of um, their talent. They've won with their identity, and um, they're allowing the Hawks to disrupt their identity. Let's see what Tibbs has to say. You guys look like a late in the first half made a little run, and then second half looked like they just came 
sort of like an avalanche at you guys. What, what did you see there, and, and kind of what are you facing now? Uh, you know, the, I thought in the first half, we, we had to lead after one. Uh, hard fought the second quarter, and then uh, third quarter. Uh, you know, we got back on our heels. And, uh, you know, the rebounding was a problem uh, from the start. But, uh, you know, we got to fix it. We got to fix it fast. Steph Bondi. Hey, Tom, how, how do you explain the difference between, you know, what you guys did in the regular season, especially against the Hawks, and what, what's happening here? Uh, the, the playoffs are different, you know, so uh, we got guys that are getting experience for the first time, and, uh, but we're capable, and, you know, we got to go home and just figure out that- well that that's a, that's a mouthful. We got Berman. guys that are getting experience for the first time. Hi, Tom. Uh, what do you think of Julius's uh, overall performance? He put up some numbers, didn't shoot that well. What's your big assessment? Uh, and what's the level of frustration right now for the for the club? Uh, it seemed late in the game. There was some frustration. No, it's just this is this is the playoffs, so there's intensity to it. Uh, I don't know if frustration uh, is the right word. I would say maybe disappointment, but there's resiliency to, to this team. And, uh, you know, we have to fight back, and we will. Ian Bagley? Tom, I know it's not one guy, and you guys have said all year you need everybody, but when Julius is shooting like he did today in the previous games in this series, how much, how tough is that? You guys to then come out and win. Well, actually, I, I liked a lot of the plays that Julius made today, and I agree. Uh, you know, and, and I've felt this all along, and, and it's sort of Julius's makeup. Uh, as he goes through things, he always gets better and better, and that's who he is. And so, as long as he's making quick decisions, uh, good things are going to happen. And uh, I looked at you know the shot quality in the first half. Uh, if we hold the ball and they allow them to load up, you know, it's going to be, we'll, we'll get tough shots. But if we make quick decisions, you're open, shoot, not make a play. Keep it moving, just make a quick decision. You can't hold it, you can't dance with it, you got to move it. And, and I thought he, 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 he did a great job with that. And, uh, you know, we got to play an all-around game, though. We got to play both sides of the ball. We have, we have to rebound the ball, we have to play defense. Uh, but I liked a lot of the looks that we got, particularly in the first half. Tom, you were talking before the game about um, how the, the Hawks are able to get, you know, shooting around Trey on the, on the floor. Do you want to see if you can add more shooting, more offense on the floor? I know you went small at the end of the, the, end of the game there. Do you want to try to juice that a little bit? Yeah, I, you know, like, and the one thing is, as you know, it, I mean, we shot the three great all year. And so I think the big thing for us is to – make quick decisions and when we do that we're, we're capable of making those shots and I don't want guys hesitating uh, you, you've done it throughout the course of the season you've shown how capable you are keep it simple open shoot it guard it make a play I'll be child coach nearly this has been a warrior for you all year but he, I know he has a bad ankle out there are you seeing uh, anything um, in his game in terms of slowing down and would you consider giving Obi some more minutes to compensate for it? Yes! Well, I mean, right now we're at, we're at the point where everything's on the table and New Orleans is a warrior. He's, he's given us everything he has. He's, you know, we have great belief in him. He's nicked up, but he's he's out there fighting. Uh, the shot block and the rim protection is critical. Uh, so give us what you have. Steve Popper. Tom, on the other end, um, defensively, it looked like Trey, when, they, when they've got the shooters who are hitting the threes around like they did the last two games, um, is there an answer for him right now, or is he just making the right decisions? Yeah, when you have great players, you have a great player like that, you know, you got to guard them with your team. Anytime you put two on them, that means that someone's going to be open. And you got to make sure that you're you're moving on the flight of the ball. We have to have high hands. There's a number of things that are tied into that. And then we got to fly around. And we got to be active. Their recovery was we not good today. We challenge shots. You know, then our, our chances will be better. But, uh, you know, it's just taking a look at the film, coming back, having a will, a determination to fight, and be ready to go.
Last question, Steph Bondi. Hey, Tom, we were Reggie Bullock on scoreless today. Um, you know, what happened there and, and how, you know, how detrimental was that to, to the offense? Uh, I mean, the, he only had, uh, I think, three or four shots. And so, uh, you know, we're asking him to do a lot. You know, he's, uh, he's in a lot of actions offensively, but he's guarding trades. You know, that's, that you're using a lot of energy there, you know, so, uh, but, same thing with him, you know, when he's open, we want him shooting. And so, uh, yeah, he'll find his ways. He's, he's a great pro. He's, you know, he'll, he'll be ready. All right. Thank you, Coach. Um, good comment to restart uh, the uh, stream with uh, Herman HC. I feel, like everyone, I feel like everyone needs to calm down. We've lived through 17 wins in Phil Jackson. Uh, Randall is still a great player. The future is still looking great. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't like to sit here and sing "Kumbaya" after you lose by almost twenty points in a playoff game. That's not my, that's not my intention. But at some point, you know, accepting your limitations as a team, uh, like they, there was nothing that anybody could have done other, other than obviously make, make more, make more shots that was going to lead to a win today. You know, not when the Hawks are shooting like that. Not when Trey Young is as, as in command of his game as he is. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're they're gonna get more talent, um, and they're gonna continue to get better. The young players are gonna continue to get better. I think Julius will continue to get better. Um, there's no reason to think he can't. So that is what we uh, we we hope for at least. Um, Kevin Danishevsky. To follow up on my take, I love Tibbs. I'm just wondering what the next step is after the series and how, like, Dame would Joe with Tibbs' mentality. I think, listen, Tibbs wants to win. This is why I got on, on uh, Twitter um, after uh, the Clippers went down 0-2. Um, I, you know, I, I probably said something about, you know, Kawhi. And some people were like, oh, never in a million years would, would Kawhi and Tibbs gel because, you know, Kawhi likes to take days off. Like, listen, Tibbs wants to fucking win. I don't. Tibbs will fucking walk on his hands if if it'll mean winning. He doesn't give a shit how he wins. He wants to win. Um, you give him players, he will accommodate the players as he needs to. Um, every great player, with the exception of one, and I'm not sure we can call him a great player yet because he hasn't done shit yet, and you know who I'm talking about. Every great player who has had Tibbs as his coach fucking swears by him. Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose, now Julius Randle. Um, you know, it's like Taj said it a year before Tibbs was hired. If you want to win, Tibbs is your guy, but you got to have a commitment to winning. And I think anybody who wants to come here, as long as they have a commitment to winning, that's going to be fine. I think Kawhi wants to win. I think Dame wants to win. Uh, Kevin McEwen, you're the man. Appreciate that contribution. Zolo J, still holding some hope that maybe uh, going back home with our backs against the wall will light a fire under our guys. Three wins, they could do it. Listen, you got to get one win at a time. Right now, they don't look good enough to beat the Hawks. Um, I, I think they'll give a great effort at home. You know, are they going to win the game? I have no idea. Could they win it? Sure. Could they win game six in Atlanta? Sure. Um, I wouldn't put put anything past any of them. Um, thanks for not dreading Knicks, uh, fans trying to pile on the Knicks as suspect. Um, uh, despite struggling, Randall Barrett stepped in the right direction. Roll this into strong performances, win at MSG, great for growth. Yeah, and again, this is one of those takes that um, I'm sure some people will hear and be like, you're really just not very bright. But I, I thought I thought their performance, at least on the way they went about going about their offense today was better than they went about going, going about their offense on uh, in game three. I thought their defense was much better in game three. I thought their defense was much sloppier today. And I thought despite the fact that their defense was better in game three, the Hawks still hit a million threes, but I don't, I don't think there was anything the Knicks could have done about that. But I thought on offense that they were better today. Now, if you could put together the two things and you get a commensurate performance on offense where, where it's, it, you know, they're trying to do the stuff that they were doing today. And you even heard Tibbs today say he liked their offense in the first half. He just got hit shots. Um, Combine that with hitting some shots. Combine that with a commensurate defensive effort. And I know I'm saying if, if, if. Well, guess what? That's what the Knicks need to do to win. They need to 
everything to go right. That's how they they won 41 games because they 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 always bring their A game, they bring their A effort, and when the things go right and they bring their A effort, which is almost all the time, they're going to win some games. Um, you know, so there it is. Um, okay, we're we're getting back to it. I'm going to try to get through all the other super chat um, stuff before the the next player comes on here. Uh, do do do. I got the not dreading. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh, Randall contested long twos are just a turnover. I mean, I don't think he's taken a ton of contested long twos. To me, the baseline fadeaway. He's again. I said it. I've said it a few times too. He literally hit that shot more than anybody in the league this year. That's not a contested two in my book. Um, to me, when when he has a con- when he's getting real contests, when they're putting two on the ball, I think he's making the right play. I don't think I don't think Randall shot the ball on a double team all series unless he's driving it into two guys. Where you know, I'm more okay with that because I feel like he hits that shot a lot. It's just it's not falling right now. But again, those are shots from like one or two feet in. And good thing, to, good good things tend to happen when you put pressure on the rim. It's just not happening this this series. Uh, Mark Ham, you said it all along, John. If Randall wasn't on this team or not showing up, we would struggle. They'd, they'd have twenty one wins. Here's the proof. I'm still not worried about the team going forward. Obi's a keeper. Stay positive. You know me. I'm I'm staying positive all the way um, until I see something that makes me not stay positive. Robert McGinley, hard to guard, but we're allowing Trey to be too comfortable. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, when he was in foul trouble, we should have gone at him on defense. We need to get uh, more physical. I, I mean, you know, Randall went went up with the elbow with, that was overturned to an offensive foul on John Collins. I mean, shit, I wish someone would throw an elbow at Trey Young. Um, you know, I don't know if that's – I don't know if that's going to get me canceled by saying that. But, like, you know. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. I really wish, you know, make him make him feel it. And and you're right. You're absolutely right. If there if there is a critique so far, it is that um they're not making him feel it. And you gotta make that guy feel it. You have to make that guy feel it. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't know, is that on Tibbs? Is that on the players? Is that on whatever? Um not to say that the Knicks aren't being tough. I, I think they're being tough, but like, you know, the guy's carving you up. Um the guy's carving you up. It's just, I don't know what else you could do. Uh, the truth NBA. We have to go small and open up the offense, switching everything on defense to tell, uh, and tell guys to play Trey straight up. Let him take contested threes and twos. I mean, yeah, they, they switched a lot more today. That was their adjustment today. They switched a ton. And they were shading with help um, when Trey Young started to drive. And then they weren't getting back um, quick enough on the on the three point shooters, or they were they were flying by and, and, and letting them reposition and shoot fire away. Um, there's no great answer against this guy. It's just you know I know I don't know what they ranked in offense on the whole year, but if you saw this Hawks team and they were relatively healthy with this core for the whole season, and you had Nate McMillan as the coach for the whole season, this would easily have been a top five offense in the NBA. No question in my mind. Zero question. So as far as I'm concerned, we're facing one of the better offenses in the league where, where they're losing the series is the Knicks are losing the series is because the, the Hawks have been able to exert their will on defense. And again, to a certain extent, it goes back to, to just not hitting shots. Um, Emil Bumansor, I think our defensive scheme is getting exposed. Maybe not exposed, but the closing out gamble is not paying off. I'm not a coach, but that's my two cents. 
So now we've seen four games. Uh, they've given up 107, 91, 105, and 113 points. Um, you know, depending on what happens today, they will probably – the Knicks will enter tomorrow with my guess is the fifth or sixth ranked defense out of 16 teams in the playoffs. Um, it's really – look, <laughs> the Hawks are, are making the most out of their personnel, and we have not been able to figure out a way to counteract that. The only thing is, I just don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is, if, if, you know, other than to knock Trey Young on his ass. I, I don't know. Forgotten NYC season is still a success, but you can't go from missing the playoffs for eight years to winning a playoff series in one year. Baby steps. I mean, it's hard. I t- and look, that's why I thought the most introspective thing uh, or enlightening thing that Tibbs said was when he says a lot of guys are getting playoff experience for the first time. I think that's real. Um, and, and again, all due respect to other than Taj and Rose who have been through real, real playoff like journeys, a lot of these other guys, like being on this Nick team, making the playoffs for the first time in however many years, like all the pressure that comes with playing in this city and the whole thing. I, I absolutely think guys are feeling it. Burks, Bullock, um, Randall, uh, they're feeling it hundred percent. I think I, but you just have to hope they grow from it. Uh, slacker hero. Everyone needs to relax and remember how much the Knicks overachieved this season. I, I agree. It's okay to be frustrated, though. I'm frustrated, too. Everybody should be frustrated. It's frustrating to see a team that has played so well and and made us so happy make us so goddamn disappointed. And that's the right word for it to me. I'm, I am disappointed and frustrated, but, um, you know, it's just not doom and gloom for me. It sucks that a memorable season ends in disappointing fashion. It hasn't ended yet. Um, but the future is bright, guys. This has been a good year. Yeah, nothing that – I don't think anything that happens on Wednesday is going to change that, but we'll see. Zach Horowitz, my wife. I'm just glad I don't have to look at Trey Young's ugly little squirrel face anymore. So uh, my mom uh, was here today visiting for this game. Uh, don't blame her, please. Um, and she said he – she thought he looked like a weasel, um, which I think is accurate. I think he th- there is a little weaseliness to uh, Trey Young. He's not an attractive man, so you know. God, thank God he, he could play basketball. She knows how to cheer me up. Cheers, Macri. This is just the beginning. I agree. Th- always good to hear from you, Zach. Um, I apologize if you've sent me a DM or if anybody here has sent me a DM in the last week or so. I've been extraordinarily um, uh, lackadaisical to use a uh, Clyde word in getting back, uh, but I promise it's not because I'm sitting around on my ass. Um, ML Nair. Bullock put up little resistance to Young on D and offered zero on offense. I wouldn't say he put up little resistance to Young. I think they switched a lot. I think the Knicks switched a little bit too readily for my liking on some of those possessions. But again, that seemed to be the game plan. Trying something new. Didn't really work. Um, I thought he gave a a good effort on defense. I'm not going to. You know, and again, I don't know what uh, Trey Young's final stat line was, but it didn't look like Trey Young was getting whatever he wanted. He hit some deep threes. Nothing you could do about that. Didn't really get off the floater a lot. Uh, IQ is passing on shots he normally would take in the regular season. 100% on that. Uh, quickly, I thought quickly was going to have a really nice series after game one. And he's just absolutely. I mean, his minutes have been bad the last three games. Um, his minutes have been bad. Um, Burks' minutes have not been good. Uh, Bullock has not been good on offense. Again, it's just it's, it goes back to sometimes guys just don't perform. Dominic Milford, really sad at all of y'all in the chat hating on Macri right now. Oh, God, I'm used to it. Don't worry about that. In my opinion, it exposes bandwagon fans. Uh, Macri, your analysis was similar to mine. We played better. Um, I mean, look, look, being being a fan, there's no rule book to how to be a fan. If you wanna if you wanna yell and scream and be mad and 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 uh, think I'm, you know, an idiot or an apologist or whatever, I mean that's is what it is. <laughs> it certainly won't be the first time. Um, but but what I will always do is I will come on here and I will be honest with you guys, um, even if you don't uh, particularly care for for what I have to say. Um, and again. I know when to yell and scream about an embarrassing team because I've watched the last 20 years of Knicks basketball. It's been really bad. I know what embarrassing looks like. Um, this is not embarrassing. This is getting beat by a team that's really good and is, is really just – it's playing well right now, and that sucks. That sucks, but um, yeah, I don't 
I don't know. Embarrassing is not is not the word that I I would use. Um, what else we got? Eugene and uh, and Yalsa. Thank you again, by the way. I'm, I'm trying to get through these as fast as possible, so I'm not I'm not thanking people as profusely as perhaps I normally would. But thank you very much, everybody, for your contributions. Gino from Texas. Need any more example that Tibbs ain't a great coach? Look at Austin Rivers in Denver. <laughs> oh God, I can't with this. And Tibbs choosing Elf instead. Trust me. Elf uh, outlasting Austin Rivers on this team was not a Tibbs decision. How's that working out for it? Uh, LOL shouts to Mommy Payton. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do with that one. Uh, again, if you think that Austin Rivers was the answer for this series, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Jonathan Chaverez, how much do we miss Mitch right now? I, again, I, I can't speak enough to how much Mitchell Robinson I think would be changing this series. Not only on defense um, – because he would, uh, but on offense, he gives them another dynamic. I mean, obviously, Taj, I haven't mentioned Taj once. I thought Taj was, was, was Taj their best player today? I mean, Rose is probably the best player on the whole because of what he did on offense in the first half was so valuable, but I think probably top to bottom, I think Taj Gibson was probably their best player today. Um, that said, yeah, we miss Mitch. Um, Noel is not himself right now. Noel is not really giving them. I thought he'd be battled. I thought he got a couple of big rebounds. Um, you know, he's just, he's hobbled. Um, Mitch would make a difference. He would give them a lob threat. I mean, there was that one ball that, that Randall hit, uh, Noel under the basket, hit his hands and bounced Recording off. And just, you know, Mitch gets that's an alley-oop for Mitch. Oh, yeah, Everyone, Joel, is here. If you have a question, raise your hand and I'll unmute you. Justin Walters. Hey, Julius, in a do or die situation, how tough is it to balance making drastic changes versus doing what got you here? Uh, I think it's always, you know, you're going to play outside, so it's going to be about adjustment. So, uh, you know, make adjustments. Uh, the tips will look at the film. You know, he's a great coach. He's going to. See what works, what doesn't, and just go from there. But at the end of the day, um, it's one game at a time, and that's all we can focus on. We got game five back at home um, to finish the series, and that's really all we can focus on. Hey, Popper. Julius, uh, you guys obviously you know hung in there in the first half today, and then it kind of kind of snowballed a bit in the second half. What did you see different there, and, and was there some frustration for you at the end? Uh, I think every young uh, is supposed to be Mark. Hey, 
curious, uh, has it been, I guess, an adjustment just to seeing how teams are playing you, how the Hawks are playing you in the playoffs and the different, mm-hmm. I guess, degrees that they go to as opposed yeah. to what you face in the regular season? Has that kind of uh, triangulation on how to defend you caused any issues? Uh, it's all just what Malik said. Everything is a learning experience. I'm a sucker for uh, for this stuff, but I, I don't. Recording stopped. He does not seem like a guy who is is done mentally, physically, emotionally, any of those things. For for anybody who couldn't hear, Julius, a little bit of a low talker. Shh, gotta be quiet if you can say. Um, you know, he was saying series isn't over. It's been a learning experience. He's taking it all one step at a time. He's trying to learn from all of this. Um, he's saying all the right things, but he does not sound like a guy who is – doesn't sound like a guy who's discouraged. He sounds like a guy who's just pissed off that the team is down 3-1. So um, we'll see what happens. I thought he found some stuff today. We'll see if if, if it comes out that way. Uh, Jason M., silver lining is uh, – it will cost less to resign our free agents. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there, right? Um Going back up here. Promise I'm getting everybody. Thank you again so much for everybody who contributed and and has been so great. And uh, doesn't mind my my daughter hanging out too. Zolo J, we need to calm down about Randall. He was bad last year, but he worked his butt off. He did. This first playoff experience can be more fuel to him uh, to come back stronger next season. Listen, if this is going to get Julius to sign the max contract that he could sign, max extension he could sign this offseason, which is about four years, 120-something million dollars, Man, I don't think he will, but if it does, uh, I would I would sign him for that in a heartbeat. Um, because if he has another year next year like he did this year in the regular season, no one's going to care what he did in this playoffs. He's going to – or next playoffs for that matter. He's going to be a, a, max, a full max player. Um, Miles Roach. Tibbs and Julius should be praised for leading us this far. I agree. We need to upgrade the supporting cast. Reggie, Elf, Noel to take the next step. This, this team needs upgrades. Um We've talked about this all year. I don't think I need to belabor the point. Um, it, I mean, Elf aside, that goes without saying. But they need a real shot creator on the perimeter. They don't have it yet. They'll they'll get it. They'll get it. Um, Frank M. Ortiz. Folks, remember that this is a rebuilding year. Yeah, most, re- most rebuilding years don't end in four seeds. Uh, the Hawks have had an obscene true shooting percentage in the series. Yes, they have. Uh, how long will that continue? I do, I do want to note, um, I think it was Seth Partnow, tweet, I retweeted it. Um, the Knicks expected field goal percentage in the last game versus their versus the Hawks expected field goal percentage in the last game was about the same. Um, obviously the Hawks shot it much better. I imagine today's disparity will be a little bit larger, but I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be that, that crazy. The Hawks are just, you know, again, they're, they're making shots. They're making shots. We're not, I'm sorry to sound like a broken record. Let me tell you, um, Chad Cohen, as we know, 
uh, let's just realize the Hawks were in a different spot and had to spend money in the offseason where we are just starting. Uh, imagine if they had Luca. Yeah, I don't know if the Hawks are ever going to live that one down, but Trey Young's pretty damn good. He's going to make a lot of all star teams. Um, Robert Cross. We stand. Yes, Robert. Thank you so much, Robert. I uh, appreciate it. Really very generous of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are you talking to yourself? Uh, Kevin McEwen. People got to chill. Do you think people should chill? You don't think people should chill? Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, do they remember Fisdale, Hornacek, freaking Rambus? Uh, this is a process, and processes are about growth. Randall needs help. Yes, he does. He's I, I, in case it isn't obvious, let me just say to be clear, there's everything still comes down to Randall in this offense. Everything still comes down to Randall. He's struggling. There's no two ways. There's no two ways he's struggling, but it's all on him. Even Trey has help with Bogey, you know. Um, you know, but Trey's outplayed him. I don't want to. I don't want to make any any uncertainty about that. Um, need a point guard and a three and D two two guard three forward. Proud of him getting this far in New York forever. It is still not over. Still not over. I know you don't think it's over, Kevin, but it's still not over. Brian Benjamin. Tibbs got to go all in on offense and run. Bench Reggie and Taj. Start Obi and Burks. Uh, can't let Trey uh, do nothing on defense. Trey is doing nothing on defense. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I'd love to see him work more. But how do you do that? What personnel do you do that with? Okay, you want to tell me Bench Reggie. Then you lose Reggie's defense. So then how do you make up? Then you really have to make up for that on offense. I don't know that Burks has has given me enough evidence in this series to make me think that he deserves those minutes. The guy I would love to be able to say is quickly. I would love to be able to sit here and be like, give quickly the run. But again, he, I haven't seen it yet. Um, you want to tell me go small? I'll, I'm fine with going more small ball, playing Obi more. Talk about a guy who looks ready for prime time. Obi Toppin looks ready for prime time. I'd love to see more Obi and, and Randall together next game. ML Nair. Randall and RJ played better on offense, but uh, they and the entire team on defense gave up too many easy baskets, relaxing late in the clock. Yeah, the late clock stuff killed you today. The Collins, yeah. too. The desperation uh, shot over Randall. I mean, I thought Randall played good defense, but yes. Um, Hunter had a couple tough looks today. One that stands out in my mind over RJ. Um there were a couple threes. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. It's all, all fair. Um, all fair. The defense was not good today. It was not good. Um, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? We're almost there. I think we're almost there. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. A lot, a lot of comments in the super chat. Probably about this one here. Uh, okay, Michael Aaron, my man, Michael Aaron. How you doing, buddy? It's exciting to see how much better Obi looks. The lights aren't too bright for him. I completely agree. Also, RJ had a good game. He, he, I mean, RJ started out a little rough. He, he ended up with a really nice game. I was very happy with how RJ played. A couple of few moments on defense, as we just touched on a moment ago. But RJ is going to be – I love – I mean, again, if, if we want to go back big picture, um, and just to finish the comment, he deserves credit for stepping up strong. If we want to go back big picture, if you would have told anybody before the season – that three first or second year players in RJ, OB, and quickly were going to be getting valuable minutes in the playoffs. And that the 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 going through this firestorm, RJ was going to start to come out of it, which we hope this is just the start of things to come in the series, hopefully, which lasts more than another game. OB playing like he has, and even just quickly, even if he doesn't play better than he has already, just getting the experience. That's massively important for where this franchise is at this point. So, again, if we're thinking big picture, great stuff. Um, Dan Alsenat, I miss Mitch. I miss Mitch, too, Dan. And, uh, oh, wait, oh, okay. De Kevin Deniszewski, before we get to RJ. Completely agree with your positivity. Oh, Recorded, Baron. If you have a question, raise your hand. Give me a sec. Hey, RJ, um, it looked like you kind of found something out there today on offense. Um, I just want to know, is that uh, an accurate statement? And how are you feeling going into game five at home? Um, well, I'm always confident. Always confident no matter what. Uh, you know, I, was just, I was aggressive. Coach told me to be aggressive. And I was able to do that. Uh, just just want to get a win. 
see it, Popper? Okay, just just what you see from these two games here, they kind of, you know, ran away with it late in the second half today. Um, what, what went wrong there, and what, what do you think you guys can fix that quickly for game five? Uh, last game, I think it was the second quarter. Today was the third quarter. Uh, we just got to, you know, we just got to fight for 48 minutes. We just got to play hard. And, uh, you know, we can't let them go on those, on those runs. You know, I think they went on a little bit of a one at the end of the second, but then we were able, you know, to, to stop that. And then the third, when they went on their run, we weren't able to, you know, really stop it. So we just got to, you know, we got to, we got to be the aggressive. I think we were the aggressive in the first half. You know, we got good results. Jenna Lemoncelli. Smart aggressive, man. Smart aggressive. Hi, RJ. Uh, today was your best offensive performance of the series so far. Can you kind of assess that performance and what clicked for you and what was different down the stretch? I just played hard. I didn't really think about it. Just, I just played. You know, I know how to play basketball. Uh, and like I said, the coach told me to be aggressive with people, so that's what I did. Jimmy Harris. RJ, you guys shot nine for 29 from three today. Um, how much has Atlanta's length uh, and quickly closing down your airspace mm-hmm. impacted your team's three-point shooting? Good question. We can shoot. We've been doing it all season. You know, we've been doing it all season. We've been making shots all season. Um, you know, some reason, uh, today we'll drop and drop a couple of games. That's fine. Got to be able to, you know, still win without you know, uh, making all our shots. <laughs> Makes life tougher, though. Are you working out? Uh, RJ, do you feel like you guys have been kind of putting enough of a, a defensive onus on Trey during these games? Is that something you want to do for game five to make them work harder on the defensive end? Uh, first of all, I mean, they have you know, a lot of guys. It's not just Trey. You know, they have multiple guys playing well, so it's kind of, you know, a, a whole team. You got to guard the whole team. Mm. Um, but you know, we'll figure it out. We'll just go back, watch film, and we'll figure it out. Thank you, RJ. Thank you, RJ. Um, do you like RJ Barrett? Yes, I like RJ Barrett. Um, Recording stopped. Back to Kevin's comment. One thing that's gotten swept under the rug a bit, I actually think RJ was our best player today. Yeah, I mean, either him or Taj. Um, regardless of what happens, I'm really excited for the future. Um, sorry, I wish I could have read, read that comment before I, I spoke to RJ. Um, and I think we got one. Well, my God, I've been on here for – what are you doing? been on here for almost an hour. Uh, Mark Ham, that's one – that one's for Scarlet Ray. I hope I got the spelling right. You did get the spelling right. It's R-A-E, not R-A-Y. Uh, Piggy Bank for coming over to cheer her dad up after that game. Uh, all right, on that note, um, yeah, I'm going to give – I'm, I'm almost done, okay? Um, I will say, uh, one, before I get out of here, uh, I, I, I don't want, I don't want the season to end like this. I don't want the season to end on a down note. I don't want the season to end with, with anybody feeling anything less than, than positive about what this team has been able to accomplish. Um, I understand there's always things that you could do better. And and if I get on here and, and, and I'm being, you know, defensive of Tibbs or, you know, Randall or whoever, um, you know, it is because I do always try to look on the bright side at the same time, you know, <laughs> there's no, it's impossible to do a perfect job. And any, any, any adjustment that we could sit here and be like, do this, do that, do the other thing. You know, there's always um, there's always a counter to that, and they're trying stuff. They're trying stuff. It's just you know, Atlanta's got some moves it could make, and um, man, this was still an eight point game. This was still an eight point game or a seven point game, whatever it was, with under six minutes to go in the third quarter. And man, frustrating as all hell, because um, you don't, you really don't want it to end, and I don't want it to end. Uh, you don't want it to end. Nobody wants it to end. Um, and you want it to, if if it does end, you want it to end on a high note. So, oh, we got Taj. Okay, let's stay for Taj. Let's stay for Taj. 
Interesting. He mentioned the same thing that Tibbs did. First time in the playoffs, guys got to learn. First night they were rebounded. Uh, the rebound battles go up and down. You say we win at home, they won a couple of years, but they the game. But uh, it all comes down to um, really just knowing what the other guys trying to do. Uh, they made some, they got some lot of loose balls. Uh, they were just all over the place, as you expect them to be, especially at home. Uh, we, we were playing pretty good, but we just got to learn how to stay focused. Um, and that's part of that playoff basketball. You get a lead, you got to keep it. And you got to just slowly work the game. And um, it's all a part of it. It's all a part of just the learning curve of our team. And um, guys are optimistic. We've been, we've been counted down the whole, the whole year. So uh, this, is, this is really nothing new. Um, just looking for, we're just looking forward to the next game. Last question, Justin Walters. Hey, Kaz, just following up on that, you mentioned you're looking forward to the next game and coming back to New York City. Do you think that playing at the Garden, 16,000, cheering you guys on, could give you guys a boost? 
I hope so. Uh, they gave us a deuce the first two games, of course, but at the same time, we have to give them. We have to give them a reason to uh, cheer and give us a boost. They've been a six man for us, but at the same time, it's up to us to make the corrections, come out with the right kind of energy, and uh, do what we have to do. Atlanta's not just going to come in and just lay down. Uh, they're a really talented team. They've been playing extremely well the last couple of games, so um, it's up to us to just handle, do what we have to do and uh, try to bring this team back to Atlanta. Thank you, Taj. Thank you. All right. The one and only Taj Gibson. Um, well, you heard him. They're optimistic. So if Taj Gibson's optimistic, I'm going to be optimistic. And uh, I think that is about all that I have to say about that. Um, my daughter's on one today. Um, thank you, everybody, for uh, coming and, and contributing. Uh, thank you, everybody, who obviously contributed to the Super Chat. Thank you, everybody, who came and, and watched. Um, don't forget, we'll be here uh, before and after uh, Game 5, of course, because where else would we be? Uh, we got a new podcast with uh, myself and Jeremy Cohen dropping on Tuesday. Um, check out the YouTube. If anybody still wants some, some merch, I know it's maybe uh, not, not in the buying spirit right now because they're, they're down, but hey. We still here, New York. We still here. Um, and uh, I think that's it. Uh, everybody enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend. Stay safe. And uh, I'll see you all uh, in a couple of days. All right. Adios.